Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. If you're just joining us for the first time today, some sad news from a guy mm. that we loved. He was one of the icons in a lot of sports movies. Uh, Happy Gilmore, obviously the Rocky series. Carl Weathers passing away at age 76 today. And I'm just going to read this from Adam Sandler, who put this out uh, a little bit ago. True great man, great dad, great actor, great athlete. So much fun to be around always. Smart as hell, loyal as hell. Funny as hell. Loved his sons more than anything. What a guy. This is from Adam Sandler. Everyone loved him. My wife and I had the best times with him every time we saw him. Loved to his entire family. Loved to his entire family. And Carl will always be known as a true legend. Um, I just simply said he's iconic because, Mike, you're talking about four decades, Mm -hmm. right, of Carl Weathers being in our lives in one way, one shape, you know, or, or, or another. I was just talking about, for those of you who are Star Wars fans, he's in The Mandalorian, right? right? I mean, you talk about moving it forward. Who doesn't want to be in a Star Wars series? And The Mandalorian has been huge, but Carl Weathers is in that. He's in a couple of other things here as as of late. But, Mike, uh, I'm looking at these pictures, man, and it just – you know, early in his early days, this guy was just a great looking, a great looking dude. And then even in the in the parts, we talk about this. Great actors make you believe who they are in those parts. Right. Right. He was. And again, the perfect personality to play. They, they wanted somebody who captured the vibe of Muhammad Ali. Right. They wanted a guy that they would did. be everything Muhammad Ali was, the big gregarious personality, larger than life. When he comes out, when he's dancing with Jim Brown and living in America, wearing the top hat, wearing the Uncle Sam hat in Rocky Three, But everything else, even leading up to that, he'd rock you back to the first Rocky movie that he Give this chump a chance, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was it was so perfectly cast. It just like I said, we we said another kind of like piece of your childhood torn away because he was just such a likable guy. And then later on, we talked about Predator and other movies, and then of course you mentioned Adam Sandler and just so funny as Chubbs. Uh, I mean, and ironically now a lot of guys are showing the Chubbs up in heaven with the alligator and Abe Lincoln up in heaven. The, the image from the movie, but uh, yeah, that's just he just seemed like one of those guys. You just seemed like he was as cool as he was on the big screen. On the big screen, yeah, and and ironically, you know for years uh, and I, I still do it with, with when I play golf and with my groups and whatnot but tap it in <laughs> In, in my head, yes, I'm saying it. that, right? Just and Carl even uses a hockey grip. Yeah, just tap <laughs> it in. And then I start swaying like him when he's trying to show Adam Sandler. Just tap it in. But no, man, he will be missed. Uh, but he passed away today at the age of 76. We've got a lot more to get to. Tony Pauline's going to join us, guys. We're going to talk NFL draft. Uh, he does a lot of work leading up to the draft. And that work has started already with the Senior Bowl this week. Speaking of the Senior Bowl, let's talk some dogs. <laughs> Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. All right, Mike, uh, is it a surprise that Georgia's Lad McConkey was named the top wide receiver on the American team in a vote from the DBs mm. at practice? That he was burning every day down there in Mobile. This senior bowl, man, um, listen, I-, I said to Mike, 
I, I think Lad McConkey might have moved himself up a couple of rounds. And I'm being serious. Yeah. If you thought he was a third or fourth rounder, he might be a second now and maybe a late first because he was eating guys up at the Senior Bowl this week. Yeah, I know that uh, everybody wants that next Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was a guy who also made a name for himself at the Senior Bowl. You can go back and look that. Or it was East-West, one of those, you know, the, uh, the postseason games. So you look at uh, the ability to get open, the athleticism. You know, I mean, there, there, look, there's a place in the NFL for him, certainly, because we, we knew we didn't get to see as much of him this year because of the injuries, the, the nagging injuries. But, yeah, Lad, Lad McConkie, now he's not going to be a first-rounder necessarily, but, man, he'll be he'll be close. He'll certainly be close, especially if he dazzles at the Combine and, and his Georgia Pro Day as well. I agree. Uh, congratulate, uh, congratulations, that is, to, to Lad. We said this to uh, Rusty Menzel the other day when he joined us. We didn't, meaning Georgia fans and watching Georgia football, we didn't get the best of Lad because he was injured throughout right, the course of exactly, the season. Exactly. If he's healthy and can do what we saw him do this week, get open like he's getting open and catch balls, Mike, and make plays, he's going to be a problem. And, 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 again, you put him in that right system, you put him in a Sean McVay kind of system. Right. He's going to flourish. Well, how about another guy that would really fit in a, in a Kyle Shanahan system? Sure. And I, I just sure. I just typed in Led McConkey draft uh, profile, and the first thing that came up is 49ers at the end of the first round. <laughs> I'm telling he's gonna you. He's going to be picking either our dead last or next to last. That's right. Boom. Yeah. I, I, about them uh, apples? I think he's really increased his draft status, but uh, that's, a big, that's a big deal because he went there. And, again, it's one of those things. Some guys go to Senior Bowl, their stock drops. Right. Because they're not as good at the Senior Bowl week, meaning the practices that you thought. Other guys like Ladd, their stock goes up. I want to talk to Tony Pauline's going to join us. Uh, he's an NFL draft guru, and he was uh, at there, is there in Mobile for the uh, Senior Bowl. I'm curious because I don't want to like paint with a broad brush because I had a few Auburn fans getting mad at me. I said, look, every time I looked at the TV, Bonex was not doing something good. That's right. And, and then Penix was was a close second. But I'm curious. I, re- I have read some subsequent reports that said Penix did pop later in practice. So we'll see what he says about the other quarterbacks. Not those guys expected to be in the top three, which we may not have access to, Carl, for Falcon draft picks. Yeah. Uh, as we're talking about college, Mike, and, and Cliff Kingsbury, you know, we had talked about him maybe uh, ending up somewhere else. Uh, we didn't mention this in the Blitz, but he is going to be the new coordinator for the Raiders. You talked about that connection right. between Antonio Pierce and Cliff Kingsbury. And originally when these jobs opened up, it was alleged that Kingsbury was going to be wherever Pierce ended up. He obviously gets the Raiders' job, which was the right decision by Mark right. Davis. But I think this is a good hire for the Raiders. Yeah, man. And uh, a dude that uh, – now, here's what you're going to wonder. Are they going to go draft a quarterback? Because they're picking sort of behind they're behind us, right? We're in the, we're in the, we're in the same, same range we're at. So would they have to move up? Can they move up heaven and earth to get to one of those coveted top three spots? Do they go with a free agent? Some people link Justin Fields. To the Raiders. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Now, if ever there was a guy that could get some more, could squeeze consistency out of Justin Fields, I think Cliff Kingsbury would be a nice pick, right? I do, too. Uh, and and it's isn't it funny? You know, all these teams, we talked to our buddy Brian McFadden about the Steelers. All these teams that are in flux right now are still, everybody's talking about the same guys. It's Russell Wilson. It's Kirk Cousins. It's Justin Fields. Those are the three guys that all these teams that are not quite sure about where they're going with their quarterback, everybody's talking about these same guys. And it only it only gets us back to, as we'll talk to Tony Pauline coming up here in less than, than six minutes from now, if you've got that kind of interest in these three guys, it's not going to be cheap. Whether you're going, giving up draft capital to go get them because right. you've got competition, and, the, and if the Bears are smart, and they will be, they're going to tell you it's more because this team wants this and – and then if you're talking about Cousins, he's sitting in the, in the catbird seat, Mike, because right. he can tell you, I want $45 million. You don't want me? Well, the, the Steelers do. Right. And if you don't want me, Atlanta does. So 
this is the issue that we're facing when it's not just like we're going to go get the guy we want for the price we want. Right. There will be some bidding going yeah, on. Yeah, we've there. talked about Russell Wilson guys, but like I don't know what the guys are like. Well, what do you think the odds are? I don't know. Ten to one. I can't quantify it. Other than, like I said, we don't want to come here. Yeah, we don't operate. A, I like to say in a vacuum. There's like six or seven other teams that are looking. Maybe ten teams that are looking for that quarterback. You know, based on the stats from the end of this last season. Look, some of the guys were starting at the end of last year. So uh, it'll be it'll be the big time conversation next month because then I know a lot of guys want to go get that start. Look, Jaden Daniels. Like the argument against Jaden Daniels is he's too skinny. And he's going to get squished. Well, he's got to pick his spots, right? If you if you go with a kamikaze like RG three, then you don't last. Yeah. And if you go like Patrick Mahomes or other guys, you know, you I think Lamar Jackson does a really good job of self preservation. He always seems to avoid the big hit. Yeah, he's he's shifty in the way right. that the angles, Mike. You never right. get a really big hit on him. And now he's learned. I mean, it took a few. Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. Hey, uh, we talked earlier about uh, the Big Ten and the SEC forming an exploratory, uh, what are they going to call this, a committee to like maybe look at uh, some other things that are affecting college football. You and I were debating, is this the first step to NCAA? Adios. And we'll create a super conference and we'll figure out how to rule it. Meanwhile, Tennessee's got their own fight on their hands and they're fighting for all of us, Carl. Tennessee's doing God's work up in Knoxville, people. Uh, Donde Plowman, the uh, Tennessee chancellor, she uh, took time Wednesday. They had a cabinet meeting up there in Knoxville, and she basically just wanted to reinforce the open letter that uh, the athletic director put out there, Danny White, saying, look, screw this noise. She says, think about it this way, talking about why Tennessee's fighting so hard against the NCAA. If someone charges you or your family or your children with something you didn't do, you think it's unfair, you're going to speak up. No question in my mind about what to do. I made that clear in the letter. If you're leading the university and someone attacks you, you make an allegation isn't true, I will always respond. So she's got the ADs back. She sent her own communication. They're going full bore. The Attorney General of Virginia and Tennessee is on board. This is great. I think this is, because you know how much I despise the oh, sure. NCAA. Sure. Bunch of, they blew it. Mark Ambert, all those stuff shirts. They could have. We could have avoided NIL and the transfer portal and all this if somebody had shown some leadership that made some common sense 15, 20 years ago. Too late. Yeah, yeah I... Uh... Uh, and for for Tennessee fans, you know, you got to feel good about that. Everybody's on the same page. This is not a a split situation where the AD feels a certain way and the chancellor feels a different way. That that has happened in the past because you've got those factions, Mike, who go, "Did we break rules? No, we didn't break any rules." So I want to see where it goes to. Uh, could it, but it could be the start to something big. Again, it is just the Big Ten and SEC. It is not all the Power Five conferences, and it's really not Power Five because the Pac-12 right. is gone now. But these are the two conferences that matter. Let's be honest. They're the ones that are making the most money. And now you've got their two commissioners coming together and saying, hey, we're going to look at some of the significant challenges that we're facing right now. And right. if we can come to some kind of agreement on some of this stuff, it's a start to where this thing may end up. I'm excited. It's a, I think it's, a, it's an interesting time. I think some people are freaked out by this. Look, it can't get any weirder or worse than where it is right now. Yeah, but it's not going to affect the games. No. That's what I, People need to understand that. Like the, the, This has nothing to do with the kids being on the field or the – professionals being on the field right. this is how things should work whether it be offseason right. recruiting all the things that we've talked about that got to yeah. figure out some guardrails just feel that you know and we were talking about this off the air like the the, the, the same 40 schools or however you want to quantify it are always stocks are rising and falling but the core group the 25 top 25 you want to take it to 40 it's the same Nothing, nothing changes. So I don't know why you think something's going to change now. Just the rich get richer and the same schools are competing for championships. Coming up, we'll ask Tony Pauline about these quarterbacks. Who is his favorite as we speak today? And who does he have us taking at eight? It's next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Game. Let's talk about what could happen as we start to count down to the NFL draft. Tony Pauline is joining us, NFL and draft pro for uh, sportskey.com. Is that right? Say again. Skeeta. I'm sorry. I see it here on my sheet, and I'm like, I can't see. Sportskeeta.com. I want to make sure that people have the right site, Tony. Hey, we appreciate you jumping on with us. It's Dukes and Bell. Let's talk about these quarterbacks because Mike and I are enamored with the top three guys. And is this a draft that you feel like one, two, three? I don't know what the order is going to be, but, you know, everybody's talking about Caleb Williams. How do you have this looking right now with where we're at? Yeah, I think it's going to be one, two, three. If you read my report uh, last week, actually from the Shrine game into the Senior Bowl, there were a lot of teams that are desperate to uh, move up and get a quarterback. Denver Broncos, the Giants would like to get up. I'm sure the Falcons would like to get one of the quarterbacks. But right now it looks like it's going – the teams at the top, the uh, Chicago Bears, the Washington Commanders, and the New England Patriots are going to take the three quarterbacks, one, two, three, and it's going to – you know, if you want to move up and get uh, get one of those quarterbacks and have one of those teams move down, it's going to be a king's ransom. I mean, they're going to yeah. want uh, huge amounts of picks. I, as I reported, Denver would consider uh, putting Patrick Sertain into that package as a last resort. I just don't see it happening. Right. And there's no reason. The other thing, Tony, is even if you do, I mean, these guys want to reset, especially, you know, Washington's got a new owner. You know, the Bears, I, I presume that you know, part of the strategy, they're going to trade. and they got to find someone to trade with, obviously, to get Justin Fields off the roster. And I would think that, especially in New England, they want to get rid of Mac Jones. So all three would want to reset with those guys that we project to be those top three. And, you know, Washington and New England are starting over with new coaches, and the Bears are starting right. over with a new offensive coordinator. So, I mean, it all kind of makes sense. I mean, I think quarterbacks are overdrafted. My number one player in this draft, far and away, is Marvin Harrison. But, you know, as we've seen the past 20 years or so, quarterbacks are usually taking a half a round to a full round early. I do like these top three guys. I like the entire class of quarterbacks. I think there's some potential. But, you know, we've just seen so much emphasis on the position and and so many of the guys at the position, you know, being selected much earlier earlier than their grade warrants and ahead of better players. Tony, what does the edge rusher position look like? Yeah, it's, it's not really great. I, I mean, you got, you know, guys at the, in the middle of the first round, like Latea Latou of, of UCLA, who had a good uh, senior ball, Jared Verse of Florida State, who I think is going to go very early. He's a terrific player. Chop Robinson of uh, Penn State, who is one of my favorites. Uh, but it kind of dies off. I mean, you may be able to get a guy in day two, Chris Braswell of Alabama, Adisa Isaac of uh, Penn State, who had a real good uh, senior bowl, somebody like that who could help. Um, overall, it's not a really strong class. Uh, some guy, you know, in the past couple of years, we've seen defense, you know, rule the day in the NFL draft the past two days, especially at the top of the draft. This year, it's primarily offense. 
Tony Paulini is with us, guys. Check out the website, especially if you're like a draft nerd like we are. It's uh, sportskeeda, K-E-E-D-A dot com. Tony, the uh, the quarterbacks, if we were going to not be able to find a way through a trade or free agency, do you like Bo Nix? Uh, I, I, maybe I just caught him on a bad moment every time I watch the senior bowl, something bad was being thrown, or Michael Penix, because both those guys obviously would be there at eight if we tried to move down as well. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to. I, I think those guys are day two selections. Uh, I mean, with Michael Penix, <clears throat> he's an overage guy. He's had a lot of injury concerns. He's been very spotty, I mean, re- really throughout his career. You don't know what you're getting from him uh, mm. quarter to quarter, if not game from game. And he's basically uh, tapped out uh, with, with Bo Nix. And, and you're right about what you said about Bo Nix at the Senior Bowl. I mean, Bo Nix came to the Senior Bowl. It was a major opportunity. If he showed a good fastball, if he showed the ability to drive the deep passes, get the ball through the uh, tight windows, there was, a, there was a real good chance he was going to go in the first round. He did none of that. So I think both of those guys, you know, you are looking at, you know, day two selections. I mean, the wild card would be J.J. McCarthy, Michigan. Uh, I'm not a big fan of J.J. McCarthy's next-level potential. I think he was a sensational college quarterback who benefited from a great offensive line a strong running game, and an outstanding coach. I just don't think he projects all that well. And I think McCarthy's one of those guys who could get overdrafted in uh, April. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because Harbaugh, I heard him today talk about McCarthy, and, of course, that's his coach. But he said he's got great arm talent. And I'm like, I didn't see that. Like, yeah. I, I didn't see enough of that. What, what am I missing about him uh, when we talk about J.J. McCarthy? I'm I'm in total agreement with you. So yeah, you know you're preaching you're preaching to the choir here. I agree with you. You know he he will make an occasional good deep throw, but it wasn't a consistent vertical game at uh, at Michigan. It was a running game where you know the passing game would supplement that. Listen, I love McCarthy's moxie. I love his confidence. I think he's a great leader, but I also think he was put in a great situation at Michigan. And the more I watch the film on J.J. McCarthy the less I liked him as a next-level uh, next prospect. And the fact is, you know, they didn't have him throw for a, while, uh, for a significant amount of throws per game. Uh, I think he's like 400 throws less than Caleb Williams. I, I wrote about it at Sports Skeeter, 300 less than uh, Drake May. And, and they didn't need to, but there's also a reason. And I did, they did have some good pass catchers there in Roman Wilson. They had the receiver, Cornelius Johnson, the receiver, and they had a playmaking tight end. Yet they relied on the running game for a reason. Yeah, as we said, the Penn State game was like, well, it wasn't even there. Hey, uh, Tony Paul Lee yeah. is with us, guys, in the Wayport.com hotline. All right, let's just say we, we, we go crazy. We, go, we come heavy, right? All the chips are in. You, you believe in Jaden Daniels and his durability. I, I, we've seen him in person. He looks like a rock star to us. I, I mean, he's going to go very early. And the thing is this is even if I have my questions about Jaden Daniels, the guy has played superior football the past year and a half. And I always believe that you want to get a quarterback who's on the upswing in the draft. You don't want to get a guy coming off a down year. I mean, Drake May had his bumps in the road this season. Caleb Williams had his bumps in the road this season. Jaden Daniels is the only guy who literally for a season and a half has played better and better and better football. Uh, didn't go to the senior bowl, obviously, for a reason, because he knows he's going to be a very high pick. Uh, you know, he's got it going on. He, he's got it between the ears. He's, uh, he's really gone from being a thrower and an athlete to a passer. He can pick up yards with his legs. He makes good decisions, and he's going to reap the rewards of it. Now, again, <clears throat> with any quarterback, and we sit here year after year to talk about the quarterbacks, you know, it's about protecting the quarterback on Sunday. It's about coaching and developing the quarterback mm-hmm. on Sunday.
Sunday. And some franchises have the right ingredients, do it right. You, you know, you look at the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy leading them in the Super Bowl, you know, a week from Sunday. And there were some franchises, a la the New York Jets, who, regardless of who they select, they just can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love Brock Bowers. Where do you have him in the first round? Probably uh, five to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I don't think he gets out of the top six or seven picks. I mean, he is a playmaker at the tight end position. He basically plays the tight end position like a big, fast, tough receiver. It's not a bad blocker. It's not his forte because they really didn't ask him to do too much on the line of scrimmage. But when you break down the film, you know, he's a very good blocker in motion. So he's not really going to give away that much. But, you, you know, you're drafting Brock Bowers as a top ten pick to be a threat, to be a weapon as a pass catcher. And I think he's going to go very, very early. Uh, there's chance, you know, he's going to run probably in the low four, four fives. Keep an eye on what his weight is because his playing weight is about 230. You know, if he comes into the combine at 240 or so, let's see if he runs. Let's see how he tests. But regardless, he's just a tremendous football player that has been a, what was a weapon at Georgia for three years. Yeah, it's like he could have come out after his freshman year, and they would have drafted him. Uh, by the way, it's Tony Pauline, guys, sportskeeda.com. Uh, he is the uh, consultant editor and NFL draft analyst. So we got him on. Lad McConkey has been a rock star all weekend down in Mobile. Uh, is, did he, could he sneak into the bottom? I could see like uh, a guy like uh, Shanahan grabbing him with the Niners, or does he, is he second round? How far up did Lad McConkey improve his draft stock? Yeah, I think he's a day-two pick. I mean, you're starting to see a transformation uh, at the receiver position, and Lad McConkey is one of those receivers in the sense that they're not really big, they're not four-three guys, they're not two vertical threats, but they're great route runners who know how to separate, how to get open, and basically catch the ball every time it's thrown to them. You saw it last year with Jordan Addison, who was you know six foot, 180 pounds, and ran a four-five-one. You saw it with McConkey. We saw a ton of receivers like that at Shrine Game practices. The week before I went to Senior Bowl, I still think McConkey's a day two pick. I'd be very surprised if he lands in the late part of round one. Are we underestimating Tony Pauline joining us from SportsKeeda.com? Are we underestimating Drake May and what he was in college and what he projects to be in the NFL? Could be. I, I, I mean, I, you, you look at it you, when you look at the top three uh, quarterbacks. He's the prototypical size, the arm strength. He's got some mobility. You know, he makes a lot of great passes down the field. Coming off, I think, I don't want to say disappointing year, but really didn't step it up. Um, he's got all the tools to be a franchise quarterback. There's no doubt about it. And he was a good player at UNC for three years. Didn't really elevate his game last year like I thought he would. Uh, I don't want to put him in that Sam Howell sort of you know, uh, category where Howell was, Howell was really ineffective the year before he entered the draft. But when you watch the tape, you saw some good things. You know, I could see it. But, again, I go back to the coaching and the development at the quarterback position, which can be an iffy and, and sometimes very uh, dynamic, tangible, which can be good or bad depending on the franchise. And, Tony, just the, the guy that everyone's got as the, as the dude, and we'll have to wait and see what the Bears are going to do, how they're going to move Justin Fields and who's going to step up. But, you know, we talk about Mike Vick. Mike Vick's last year at Virginia Tech wasn't as good as the year he took them to the Sugar Bowl. Caleb Williams kind of took – it was hard to understand what was going on at USC this year, but he is still the galactic can't-miss number one pick of the world. 
I, I would say so. I, I mean, I, I don't see it, uh, anybody but Caleb Williams being the first pick of the draft. I mean, he is a he's a productive quarterback. He's a dynamic quarterback. He's a dynamic personality and leader on and off the field. <clears throat> I think what <clears throat> excuse me. I think what's going to happen is as you get closer to the draft and people start to analyze these things. The issues with Caleb Williams is he's an arm thrower. He doesn't always set his feet. He doesn't always throw correctly with correct footwork. And people are going to talk about how some of the throws that he makes on Saturday, really you're going to struggle making on Sunday. And there is, I think, validity to that. But the fact is the guy consistently finds ways to make plays, ways to move the offense. Didn't struggle this year, not, not no doubt about it, at times like Drake May. But, you know, I... He lost a couple of offensive linemen, lost Jordan Addison, lost some other targets. And I think as far as I was concerned, it was expected from USC as a team. But Caleb Williams is still an outstanding quarterback prospect. Tony, great stuff, man. We appreciate you jumping on with us. We look forward to a couple more visits, obviously, before the draft as things continue to shake out. Go check his stuff out, guys, and read him, sportskeeda.com. Thank you so much, Tony Pauline. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about that over the next few months as we get closer and closer to the draft. Where we are now will not be where we end up. Trust me, things will change with some of the guys we were talking about. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? Hey, man, uh, Elbow, asking how you doing. You all right, man? How's your space? You feeling okay? Mm. Yeah, I mean, people really interacting with a Sesame Street character. I mean, like 200 million people on social media. <laughs> so we're going to check our heads and see where we're at. Also, we lost uh, an iconic guy from action movies for guy movies and uh, a couple of Hollywood legends who worked with him are sounding off on his passing. We'll explain all that coming up next in Guy Talk. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for Guy Talk. <laughs> it's time for shenanigans. Brought to you by Hooters. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference, all season long. Welcome to Atlanta where the play is play. Where the play is play. Hey, man, up here at uh, State Farm, right behind the ta in Atlanta. When you're looking at the big logo, if you're coming to the main entrance, so we're right here by the Heineken Silver Sign and right across from uh, the Swag Shop. A couple guys hitting us up in the text line. Hey, man, I got ticks tonight. Come on to see Kevin Durant. I'm going to, guy said, I'm going to abuse Kevin Durant about his hairline. I said, yeah, tell him I got a doctor for him. So does Carl. No doubt. But anyway, so come on down if you're going to see us. Say hello. We're right by the bar and it's about to fire up, which is uh, our favorite time. By the way, we are the most patriotic show in Atlanta. It's proven, hands down. Um, No one plays the national anthem more during their show than Dukes and Bell. No, you yesterday down at, uh, at College Park with a guy oh. rehearsing the anthem, which is another anthem here. It's true. We were here uh, Tuesday. They were rehearsing the anthem. That's three national anthems over the – I defy any show in Atlanta to be more patriotic than Dukes and Bell. America. Hashtag America. Hey, man, we lost an icon. Speaking of America, living in America. Mm. Apollo Creed. So many great ah. <laughs> yeah, talking about uh, Carl Weathers, man, from uh, Rocky 1, 2, and 3 all the way up to uh, Happy Gilmore and then the Mandalorian a career, which started as a, a former NFL player for the Raiders and then Canadian football, then uh, an extra, a stuntman, and getting into some movies, and then obviously becoming iconic as Apollo Creed. Carl Weathers passed away apparently of natural causes in his sleep at age 76. Way to go. And, I mean, that's the way to go. Yes. All right. Uh, we all, you know, you don't get to pick and choose. But, Mike, what what an iconic figure. Uh, And and as I said, four decades or so uh, of being in the American culture in one way or another, right? And 
Owen was talking about this. He played some unusual roles that most guys wouldn't even challenge themselves to play. Which made him unique, uh, and, and you know, I obviously from a sports angle, we love all of his sports stuff and the things that he. There, there is no other character, right. you know. Apollo Creed is one of the all-time greats. It just is. But he was he was versatile. Right. One of the first uh, people to get on social media was Adam Sandler, who, of course, worked with him in Happy Gilmore. Carl was reading some of his comments about what a, a devoted father he was and just what a great sense of humor he had. Uh, also from Predator, uh, Jesse, the body of Ventura, the governor of Ventura, I should say, former governor of Minnesota. We lost an icon. Carl Weathers was a phenomenal talent, a true professional and a dear friend. All my sympathies and love to his family. I loved working with him on The Predator. I can think of how Jesse would say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here comes old Painless. Uh, he says, then celebrating that film with him at various conventions that they used to do, it's sci-fi stuff over the years. Uh, he says, thank you, Carl. That's a really cool shot of Jesse, the body, and Carl on the set of, uh, of Predator. But, yeah, man, and as I was looking, Chris and I were during the commercial break. Uh, Schwarzenegger has not uh, made a comment yet, so I guess the people who do his social media haven't figured it out yet because it's three hours behind in California. Give him the program. Send some love. I'm sure they will. I mean, it was going to be like friends. I mean, geez, what's his face? was gone three weeks. Finally, Courtney Cox sounded off. It's like, come on. You're really close with the guy. You waited 10 days to say something about him. When, when, what's his face? Finally passed away. Some Matthew uh, Perry. Perry. Yeah, some, some people probably. Some people are waiting for the toxicology report is what that was. It's, yeah, it's not always immediate, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, but we'll see yeah. him, and I'm sure he'll say something. Right. But, yeah, we were talking about uh, how much we, you know, part of our childhood, you know, how perfectly cast, if you missed it, we talked about earlier in the show about, you know, the Apollo Creed capturing that energy and that swagger of a Muhammad Ali-type you know, champion, and then subsequently, obviously, it's so cool, and, you know, and, and, who didn't cry when he, when he, when he, when he gets, uh, gets killed in the Ring oh, by Drago. Who did? If you didn't cry, you're not an American. It's brutal. No. <laughs> Throw in the towel. No. This is supposed to be an yeah, exhibition. Yeah. And then later on, it's Chubbs. And I mean, look. I mean, he well, he did have a great sense of humor. Lots of folks, uh, thousands of memes out there on social media where you've got him with Abe Lincoln and the uh, the alligator that stole his hand. <laughs> and Happy Gilmore is up there as well. So rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Uh, speaking of social media, I apologize. I did not see this yesterday. I would have brought this up on the show and guy talk, but I don't follow Elmo. <laughs> later on, I, I heard about it. It was a big deal. Yeah, Elmo goes on social media. Goes, how are we doing? How are we doing out there? And got over 200 million responses, basically. Just people are like a mental health check. 18,000 responses, 200 million views. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of blank going on in the world. Yes. Um, and, and I think, you know, when it's someone like Elmo innocently asking that question, not a right. jerk who's asking it, right. you're going to get a variety of, of, of answers. And, and boy, did he. I mean, did, I'm reading some of this stuff, and, like, people went in, you know. It was like, whoa. It was like cheaper than therapy for some. It really some, was. And, uh, in some cases, it was a little TMI, if we're honest, uh, in some other cases. But, yeah, just simply Elmo. Elmo just checking in. How is everybody doing? And then, boom, it just went bananas. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I checked in. I said, I'm doing great. I mean, I, I am. I mean, things are pretty well. Not Knock wood right now, but yeah, I was amazed how forthcoming some people were with their with their personal stuff on social well, media. Well, I guess those are people do. We got wars. Yep, we got uh, mass shootings. We've got anxi- political discord. D- discord. We've got anxiety, yeah. and depression off the charts. 
right, with our young people in this in this country. I mean, right. I'm just talking about America, not the right. world. This was worldwide that he got these responses. There's a lot of blank going on. So, yeah, right. I, w- I was more surprised at how it just kind of snowballed. I thought it might be a few folks. But, man, when you look at the numbers that responded, it just tells you, Mike, we need help. So what do you do in times like this? Well, I think most people say I'll retreat into my home and never leave, talking about the new Apple eyepiece thing, which just came out. Have you seen this? They've got this new, uh, and again, you have the Oculus, right? I That's, do. Now, who, who makes that one? What's that Face, one about? Facebook, the folks okay. from Facebook made it uh, originally. and It's a couple of years old now, but when it first came out, Meta, yes, Meta. meta. Uh, we loved it. I mean, I, I, I said this to Jersey Mike because we were talking about this, our on-site engineer. I don't want these goggles on for four hours. Um, but you get immersed in these worlds, and I've talked about it, man. It's right. cool. You put them on. You can purchase games and do all this stuff, and I'm assuming that Apple's is very similar. Well, Apple Vision Pro, I'm reading this, and this is from uh, CNN, and other websites are saying that uh, you know the techies that have tried it, some people say they complain it's too cumbersome, a little too heavy. Okay. Uh, and for 3500 bucks, I mean. I'm sorry? $3,500 wow. uh, for the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I love video games. I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm totally one of those addictive personalities. I get into it. That's why I stopped playing PlayStation. But, but this but is more than that. This, this is a, this, what, tell me, so what am I getting? No, no, no. I, I plug in, what am I doing? Well, I, I'm only going to tell you from, from the Oculus, but my guess is, as I'm saying, similar right. opportunity. You can watch movies in this thing. You can take a trip to Japan and fly over and see the sights. You want to go visit the Great Wall? Like there are, th- you and get immersed and in this, and it's literally like three three sixty three yeah, dimensional you're, you're, as opposed to being on your television. Correct, okay. you're in that world. Now I'm going to say I'm guessing they have for that price. You better, I'm guessing they're offering the yeah. same things. But those are the kind of things. It's just more than video games. Yes, you can play video games, but it was also, hey, I want to go see this or watch this, and you can actually go there. Right. I mean, I get it. I, I dig. I know people do dig that stuff. Other things you've seen the glasses that have like a little vision thing in this in the corner of the of the glass lens, yeah. which people are using. I don't know. I guess I'm old school. I'll get maybe I'll get with the program at some point, but I just I I that is uh, not. But eventually, Mike, yeah. I think I, I think this is where it's going. Turtle yeah. said that eventually it's going to be a contact kind of thing where you don't have these goggles right. on and you put the you know put the contacts in and boom, you're in that world. I just I just feel and I, I know it's a movie, but I, you feel like we're going to be hurtling towards Ready Player One. It's coming. You know where everyone's going to be in their virtual world and, and even less human interaction and it's even coming. more more people are socially stunted and I don't know. Is it good or bad though? Is I it think good or bad? I think it's if used right. Right. It's good. Yeah. I don't think it's 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 good that people right. get isolated. And this is what Jersey Mike and I were talking about. And now I'm in this world for eight hours and right. I'm checking email and doing stupid things. That's the danger. That's the isolation part. But I think if it's used the right way and for entertainment purposes, yeah, it could be fun. It could be good. Right. See, Mike says Ready Player One. I was thinking more like Minority Report. Yes. Yeah, great movie. There you go. I just, like I said, I I don't fear the future, but this is just not my bag. Not yet, and maybe I will again. I'll go to a party. Somebody will have this thing. I'll get blown away by it. And next, you know, I'll have a baseball bat and I'll be playing baseball. And I'll yes. be like, you know, playing the MLB the Show or a Madden game, and I'm running. That's around exactly field. right. That, That's the kind yeah. of stuff you. And, yeah. and by the way, when you play the video games, you're right. in the stadium. Right. This isn't you looking at it. Right. You get to play in Yankee Stadium. That's the cool thing about it. I don't know, man. Strange world we live in. Hey, man, that's your guy talk. You know what I turn to in times like this? Booze. Booze satisfies. Try some Dukes of Bell Hayman Ale. Yes, sir. Your favorite package store. They sell it at Gladiator Games up at Gwinnett. Uh, we got it on the south side. Carl's got it on the north side. Go uh, to ask your best you do to sell your booze. Go get Dukes of Bell Hayman Ale. Please do. It's going to be a great weekend to do it as well. Hey, when we come back, Falcon Report's on the way, guys. Strong arm story as well. Uh, many of you approve the hire of Raheem Morris. We're going to tell you about Monday and uh, what's going down because you need to be here. And we'll also get back into Trey Young.
A lot of people responding today about Trey not getting mm. into the All-Star game. We are live at State Farm Arena. It's Dukes and Bell. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 